When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. The week flew by, but now the greatest day of the week is here. And man, the whole day will be dedicated to your questions in between talking about a 12% increase in energy bills. I know, Chris. <laughs> Headline right out of the New York Post today. New York electric bills expected to jump 12% this summer. Oh, man, how are people supposed to live? But we have questions about... Will this Roe versus Wade stuff hurt the left? Is it okay to hate kids? These are your questions. All right, these are your not my questions. Um, what difference does it make now? He's talking about winning elections now. Does it make a difference? Would a silverback gorilla beat a grizzly bear in a fight? Should you pay back your college loans if they're going to pay them off for you? What good do we need term limits? Am I for them or against them? We are all over the place tonight on the Jesse Kelly show and much, much, much more. Let's get to something real quick, though. I just want to address something real quick before we get into all the questions, because I've only got three hours and there are a there's a fat stack of questions here. I got a lot to get to. I've said something consistently for a while now, and man, does it hold true that if I had to hold, if I had to use one word to describe 
the Biden administration, the word would be cold. They're just so unfeeling and cold. This is something I've had to struggle with personally in my life because I'm an unfeeling monster. I don't do well in situations that require empathy because I'm a sociopath. So I understand what they're going through. And I understand this. Look, a lot of this that we're going through right now, inflation, gas prices and whatnot, a lot of this stuff is Joe Biden's fault or he's made it worse. But a lot of it is just, you know, you are the administration that came after COVID lockdowns. So you're going to have inflation. You're going to have high interest rates. So a lot of it isn't in their control. But one thing I've definitely learned, it does pay to at least pretend to care. I mean, and look, maybe you're an unfeeling jerk like Joe Biden or Jen Psaki. All right, maybe that's just who you are. You're a sociopathic monster who cares nothing for others. That's fine. But you got to learn how to fake it. Right now, women across the United States of America are looking at their newborn babies wondering if they're going to survive the first six months because of a formula shortage. So, Jen Psaki, when you're asked about something like that, um, it's best if you don't respond with, hey, call your doctor. Public health questions, which agency should that question be directed to? Just the very practical, immediate question of if you can't find formula and you need it for your baby to eat, what should they be doing? Uh, we would certainly uh, encourage any parent who has concerns about their child's health or well-being to call their doctor or pediatrician. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Call your doctor. Not my problem. What's wrong with you people? At least pretend to care. So again, I, I referenced this in the beginning I, I just because I know a lot of people are going through this right now. Let's just go through the article. New York City electric bills. New York electric bills, I'm sorry, expected to jump 12% this summer. New Yorkers preparing to install air conditioners for the hot summer are going to get burned with higher costs. Projected 12% hike over last summer's monthly bill. The summer sticker shock comes on top of big hikes in utility bill costs over the winter. New York, like every other state, continues to experience higher than normal commodity prices. I'm not going to go through the whole article. Long story short, because of inflation... I mean, I've read for you the inflation numbers where it applies. Energy prices, like we just talked about, gas prices, meat, eggs, across the board. So the average person is experiencing a greater than 10% decrease in their standard of living. That's happening right now. And you don't have to look, maybe you're doing well. And that's fine. I hope you are. I've, I've never, I don't begrudge people go make a buck. Go get that bread, baby. Go. But if you're in a situation where you're doing well and these, these prices aren't affecting you, fine. You do have to understand, though, a 10% reduction in a standard of living. And that, it's a minimum of 10% when you look at these costs. That crushes a lot of people. And this is the start, remember. We're not at the end. They're not even using those words, well, inflation's transitory anymore. This is the beginning. People are hurting. People are adjusting their lives because of this. So again, cold. When you're asked about inflation, don't talk 
like this. Kate, at this point, do you, does the White House consider this a crisis? Well, I don't think it's about a label. I think it's about addressing directly the uh, the need that families all across the country have. Listen, I'm a mom. I have two young kids. I'm not terribly far removed from the days of feeding my kids with formula. I know, and we know, and the president knows how uh, stressful this is for families across the country. It's why he's taken well, action. Of, of course, you said is, if, if it's one, if it's for, for one family, Kate, it's going to be a crisis. But there's what's that? Is there a hesitation against call, calling this a crisis if that's what it is? I can tell you there's no hesitation against acting, which is what the president's doing, and it's what this administration's doing. You, you don't even want to call it a crisis? When people are in the middle of a crisis, you worrying about your poll numbers or buzzwords comes off really, really, really bad. You can step up if you're the Biden administration and say, yep, this is a crisis. We are on it. You trying to avoid that word because it looks bad for the midterms, um, that doesn't come off well. Oh, and by the way, when young mothers are struggling to feed their newborn babies, don't tell people we knew there was a problem back in February. Uh, But we were aware of this uh, from when uh, the FDA had to take its action back in February uh, with uh, Abbott and with uh, the steps in the Michigan facility. And we have had a team on this uh, from the FDA and in the interagency process since then. And the steps that I mentioned are steps that have been taken over the course of multiple weeks. And we are ramping those up. One last thing, because I don't want anyone to think I'm only picking on Democrats, although I'm more than happy to do that. Republicans. Again, I I just want to make sure you understand. And I know a lot of you listen, congressmen, senators. I, I want you to hear me here. Every person I talk to, everyone cares about the women and children in Ukraine. They do. We see those pictures of refugees and our heart goes out to them and we want to help them. We're fine with helping them. You should not take that as you should pass a $40 billion slush fund with no accountability when we're going through real financial hardship here. That doesn't come off well. And I don't know who told you idiots it does come off well. But when people are hurting here, we don't want to hear the next Senate majority leader talking like this. I think we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. I had a chance to call the president last week and request that the Ukraine package move by itself and quickly. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that you can get a single issue bill? How many years have you yelled about these gigantic bills where they throw all these things in there? So you have all this crap that shouldn't be in the bill. But if you want a single issue bill that addresses a problem and you want it to pass and pass quickly, oh, you can have that as long as it's for somebody who's not you. You Republicans better wake up and realize it too. We're tired of leadership in this country that doesn't represent us, that doesn't seem to care about us at all. Look, I'm not even asking that you care and your Washington, D.C. brown house and your drivers and your private security and private planes. I'm not asking that you care. I'm not naive. I know you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. If you had a glass of water in your hand and I was on fire, you'd drink it. I'm aware of your thoughts on me, of of their thoughts on us and how we think and what we want and what we believe. I know. At least 
At least do me the honor of pretending, huh? At least do me the honor of pretending like you give a crap about us. Because when we're hurting this badly, and we haven't even gotten to interest rates yet, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, then we're getting to all these questions and whatnot. When we're hurting this badly, we don't want to hear things like this from either party ever. I think we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. Disgraceful. All right, we have a bunch of questions. Let's answer the question. Is this abortion talk going to hurt the right going into the midterms? First, let's talk about people hurting. We were just talking about that a lot. Right now, there's a gold star widow out there. Many of them, actually. And they don't know if they're going to be able to make ends meet either. And times are pretty tough for them now that the breadwinner is gone. And they're having to scrape by a lot of them. That's why I love Tunnel to Towers so much. Because they're taking care of widows and orphans. Taking care of widows and orphans. First responder families, they don't get forgotten. They're paying off mortgages for first responder families. They're paying off mortgages for these Gold Star families. They're building them an entire village in Florida so they can come together. And they ask you and me for $11 a month. Go to T, the number two, T.org. T2T.org, $11 a month. Tunnel to Towers. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week that the number one threat is the strength of. And that strength that we... Today, Junior! It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. This story in the New York Post about this professor that was fired is so insane, but... I got to do something else first. I got to get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions first. In 10 minutes, I'm going to get to this New York Post story. So just bear with me. Just bear with me a moment because I'm going to talk about a couple other things first. Jesse. Well, actually, this guy addresses me the way I should be addressed, Chris. Oh, I forgot to go third person today. Dang it. I've got to work on that. Anyway, dear Supreme Shed Building Oracle, Oracle, will the SCOTUS decision on Roe versus Wade hurt the right in the midterms? Now they have a single topic to use to avert attention from their failures on Afghanistan, immigration, lockdowns, inflation, supply chains, and vaccine mandates. Says I can say his name, his name is Kevin. I have heard this before, and it's a totally valid argument. Completely valid, because let's set, let's set all the Roe versus Wade abortion stuff aside for a moment. Remember how many times I've brought on people like uh, Selena Zito, who spends all of her time in middle America in the Rust Belt swing states asking normal people, not Republicans, not Democrats, normal people, what they like, what they hate, what they're mad about. And remember how many times Selena has come, Selena has come on during the Biden administration and she's described how angry people are at Joe Biden for things like inflation 
and things like Afghanistan. We forget about Afghanistan. Remember, the normal voter has not forgotten about it. They're still really, really mad about it. And the whole weirdo circus freak teaching your kids thing, this is a big, big deal for normal people. So, but set Roe versus Wade aside, before that, we were ahead of them on every single issue and crushing them in part because of freaks like this. My kids from last year are now in fifth grade and they come visit me almost every day after school. And a lot of them are queer because I am queer. And so, and they figured. Yeah, you, the, 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 we, we got it. We got it, lady. We got it. People are concerned. We're going to take our eye off the ball, focus on abortion and lose because they think this is a loser of an issue. There's a couple things we have to talk about here, and this is going to get a little bit this is going to get a little bit complicated, but it's a complicated battle we're in. So just stay with me for a second. I'm not dismissing the argument; it's valid. But one, let's let's deal with the abortion thing for a moment. This is a loser for them. I, because of my position on pro life. I understand my position is not mainstream, so I'm not naive. I'm 100% pro-life without exceptions. There are no exceptions to it. I'm 100% pro-life. Unless we're talking about life of the mother, which, again, that's a pro-life position, I'm 100% pro-life at all times without exceptions. I'm not naive, though. I don't think that's the mainstream in the country. I don't. I don't. However... As radical as my position is, their position on that issue, because of the advances in science now, their position on the issue is a million times more radical and insane in a turnoff than my positions are. Because of the advances in things like ultrasounds, you don't have to have some uh, Christian belief system. You don't have to be an Orthodox Jew to believe uh, that thing's alive. You can be the biggest atheist in the world. You're looking at the heartbeat. You're looking at a head, hands, feet. That thing is alive. I've told you this story before. My old campaign manager, his mother, was huge pro-abortion lady. And now she's like the most pro-life person in the world. And if she didn't have some religious conviction, she went to... Uh, I think it's called humans or human body or human beings. Of course, I would screw that up. I don't know what it's called. It's an exhibit that travels across the country in various museums where they basically take apart the human body and show you the insides of the body and they'll take the skin off and the muscles. And it's very graphic. I mean, if you're into medical stuff, you'll love it. But a big part of this exhibit, it's not even some pro-life, some right-wing exhibit. A big part of it is the unborn baby. And she went to that and saw... Oh, that's a baby. Oh my gosh, that's a baby. Is that some clump of cells? That's a, that's, a, that's a child. It's a child in there. This is a winner of an issue for us because they're clinically insane. Remember, now the mainstream Democrat opinion on this. They just voted in the Senate. It failed 51 to 49, praise God. But the mainstream Democrat opinion on this is abortion up until birth. That's demonic to most people. That's demonic to people who don't believe in demons. They hear that and they think, oh my, okay, what, what is with you? Are you guys monsters? Are, are, we, are we in an Aztec temple now? What, what is wrong with you? So one, abortion is not a loser for us because of the insanity of them. Two, 
You can hate the communists, and I do, and I know you do, and you can want them defeated, and I do, and I know you do, but let's remember a critical part of winning wars, any war, culture wars, political wars, real wars, we're in one, a critical part of winning wars is using something your enemy does well and adopting it. Not rejecting everything he does, adopting it. We have to look at the success they have had and adopt some of their tactics, tactics and methods. They're better at politics than we are. I know that hurts. I don't love saying that. I know you don't love hearing it. We are in a country designed to have a small government. It's only grown for 100 years. Why? They're better at this than we are. They are. We are the amateurs. We're the up-and-coming plucky amateurs. We're dealing with professionals. You ever see that old show on Spike TV, Pros versus Joes? Where some amateur guy will think he's good at football, but then he has to go guard you know, Jerry Rice and he just gets smoked out there? That's us right now. But it doesn't have to stay that way. We can become pros too. We believe in the right things. We can do this, but it's going to take adopting some tactics that they have adopted. What am I talking about? Well, actually, this made me think of something. One, I'll tell you what I'm talking about when it comes to tactics. Two, we're about to do a little history rewind. You miss history? You're about to get a little taste of it. Hang on. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No sugar to stand beside me. No sugar to run with me. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm going to get to this story in the New York Post in just a second. Just bear with me. I'm, it's this. Ugh, it's gross and it's insane. I'm going to get to it in a second. I have to finish this thought I was having because the guy, in case you missed it, the guy was talking about Roe versus Wade and the abortion stuff. Is this going to hurt us talking about this issue in the midterms? And I said, well, one, no, this is a winner for us now. Not because we're so right on it in the minds of the public. I mean, we are right on it morally, but in the minds of the public, it's not because we're so right. It's because they're so insane. They're, they're pro-baby murder, and it's, it's indefensible in the minds of most, most people. So, no, it's a winner for us. But, two, I said we have to learn to adopt their tactics. What do I mean by that? Well, we've talked a lot about the mind of the communist and how his religion is a religion of destruction and death and domination. And how they're always taking over things that shock us, right? That shock you. We, we took Aunt Jemima off the box of pancake mix. What? We took the Indian woman off the Lando Lakes butter. We, we, we kept the butter and got rid of the Indian. The, 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 they take over things that would never even occur to us because of that mindset. But understand this. It is a huge advantage to them. That they don't look at anything and they say, hey, let's leave that alone. Let's not go there. That would be wrong or, hey, that would be too difficult. Hey, I don't want to deal with this. That mindset never occurs to them. That always occurs to us. Always. You see, they, they will fully fund candidates in congressional races where they don't have a shot at winning. They'll go to some blood-red congressional district and they'll toss a bunch of money at a candidate they know will lose. Why? Because, yes, that candidate loses now. Maybe he loses the next run. Maybe the next run after that. Maybe after that, that candidate hangs it up and goes and does something else, but then another Democrat candidate steps up and they fund him and fund him and fund him. Why? Because they know 10, 12 14, 16 years down the road, if they've put in enough work in a district, they might win enough voters over to steal one. They know this. We never think like that. If you look at these candidates, like we've had candidates like uh, Kim Klasick in Baltimore or Joe Collins 
He's running in a 100% black neighborhood against Maxine Waters out in Los Angeles. I actually don't know if he's running again, but he has been running. And I've had Joe on the show before. And Joe's a Navy veteran, black dude, good guy. And I'll have Joe on. And Joe will tell me things like, hey, one, people think all black people in these inner cities vote Republican. He said, or, or vote Democrat. He said, understand, these people have never met a Republican in their lives. There's never been one. So he set up an office there, and now they're there. he's there in the community every single day dealing with people and every day gaining support. That guy, that guy should be fully funded by the Republican Party. Is he going to lose this next time? Oh, gosh, yes. He's going to get crushed. Probably the next time, too. But maybe not the time after that, or maybe not the time after that. There is tremendous value in attacking everywhere because it keeps your opponent off balance. Should we focus on Afghanistan and inflation and supply chain problems and vaccine mandates and, and gas prices? And, and the, should we focus on these things going into the midterms? Absolutely. Focus on these nutball sick freak teachers too. These are big winners for us. That doesn't mean we don't talk about the abortion issue. We attack everything at once. Everything at once. You adopt the tactics of the enemy. They're always attacking everything at all times. It's why sometimes you feel surrounded. It's, I do too. It's why sometimes you think, oh my gosh, they have everything. I can't walk two steps without getting this crap in my face. It's because they don't look at anything and say, leave that alone. You know, samurai, I told you we were going to do a little history. You know, samurai, Japanese samurai, everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm not going to insult your intelligence, right? Sweet looking uniforms and swords and, and whatnot. Do you know that that's actually not how the whole samurai thing began? You know, that didn't look like that at all. You know what the samurai looked like initially? The samurai looked virtually identical to Chinese armies, ancient Chinese armies, because so much of Japan is taken from China. So they looked standard with the standard metal armor on there and the standard long metal pikes, and you would march in formation and you'd just look like a standard, any standard big army of the day. So how in the world did they turn into these guys who were these amazing swordsmen with the cool-looking armor on there and they rode horseback and shot bows and arrows on horseback... How did, how did all that come to be? Well, the Japanese, when they were conquering Japan, they had indigenous people there too. They had indigenous people on that island. And the indigenous people on that island were no joke. These, these were warriors. They were fighters. And the Japanese would go up. They were actually in the northern part of, the, uh, of Japan. And the Japanese would take their traditional Chinese-looking forces up there and get their butts handed to them by these guys who they were fighting. Why? Well, they're in the mountains. Different terrain. You're sitting there in your armor with your pikes. They're riding by you on horseback, firing arrows into your face. And if you got close enough to them, they would kill you with swords. They had different armor. They didn't have this heavy metal armor on. They had this leather stitched in armor, which allowed them flexibility while they were on horseback, flexibility while they were sword fighting, not this heavy, rigid stuff. Did the Japanese say, oh, that is backwards. That's the enemy. We're never doing that. The Japanese said, 
oh, that's, that's a really good idea. I think that's what will become. What you see now as traditional samurai stuff in Japan is actually a reflection of the indigenous people they were fighting in Japan to finish the conquest of the islands of Japan. How do we take on the communists here in America? Well, they've been busy growing the government for a hundred years. We've been busy saying, that's hypocrisy. That's bias. They've been busy winning. We've been busy whining. Maybe we should get busy adopting the tactics of the communist. That can be a turnoff for a lot of people because the communists are such disgusting uh, anti-human monsters. But look, they're winning. It's time to adopt their tactics. We don't take any issue, any issue, not one going into 2022 and say, hey, let's leave that alone. They would never leave an issue alone, ever, especially not something that's a winner. All right. We have a bunch of Ask Dr. Jesse questions I need to get into, but I have been promising this for 20 minutes now, and on my life, I, shut up, Chris, on my life, I'm going to get to it next. Do you remember, do you remember we ran a story about a professor that got fired, ended up placed on leave and ended up getting fired because the professor uh, was saying, it's too gross to even say, was saying uh, attraction to kids is not always immoral. You remember that story? In case you don't remember, I'll give you a little refresher and then the most jaw-dropping update on that story you've ever heard in your life from the New York, New York Post today. I'll do that in just a second before we get to that. Men... Is not the time to have your estrogen high and your testosterone low. And sadly, because of the synthetic estrogens, natural estrogens, estrogens from plastics in the water, estrogens in your shower, men's estrogen levels have never been higher. Testosterone levels have never been lower. Do you think we're going to win the culture war with a bunch of weak men with man boobs? Get a hold of Chalk, C-H-O-Q. An American company, a company of patriots, they have something I want you to try, fellas. The, the male vitality stack. Your testosterone can be up 20% in just 90 days and not with injections, not medical filth, nothing you have to worry about. All natural herbal supplements with U.S. manufacturing. Go to choq.com, get the male vitality stack and use the code JESSE for 35% off. Store-wide on everything. CHOQ.com, code JESSE, male vitality stack. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating after you subscribe and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. It's important for the show, Chris. That's what the Oracle wants, right? What the Oracle wants is what the Oracle gets, Chris. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're going to get to somebody... <laughs> Somebody hates kids and wants to know if that means he's a liberal. We're going to get to that in a second. But the New York Post has, it's hard to shock me. 
The New York Post has the most jaw-dropping article out there today, and you probably, bra- you probably breezed right by it. Before we get to that article, I, I, I want to just do a little rewind. Do you remember when these various professors and teachers started getting in trouble because, of course, the, the Sodom and Gomorrah perversion only gets worse and worse as you go along. These professors and teachers started coming out and defending pedophilia. It's saying it was okay. I'm going to play for you something that I still find to be shocking. I actually didn't want to play it. Chris says it's probably good for me to play it, so I'm going to bow to his wisdom on this. This is a little shocking. Um, This is an actual college professor. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that is, in fact, wrong. I think this is a mistake. Yeah, once you're done vomiting, we can just vomit for a second and come back. You're good. Wipe your mouth off. All right. Now, that started to become a thing, and this is happening more and more. Well, this teacher, uh, Alan Walker, she was an assistant professor at Virginia University, or a she, he, Chris, I don't even know. What is this thing? It, it doesn't matter. This is a couple months ago. Stay with me. Stay with me. Uh, got busted back in November of 2021 for getting caught on video saying this. Actually, getting caught isn't fair. Uh, this thing stepped right up to the camera and said this into the camera. I use the term minor attracted person or math uh, in the title and throughout. Just, just want to make sure I'm clear on something. She said minor attracted person. That's what she said. All right. Or it said whatever it is. I use the term minor attracted person or math uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. And math advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term math. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, a lot of people. Yeah, that's a real person. I'm going to, I'm going to stop it there. I'm going to stop it there. And you're okay. You're horrified, right? And I'm horrified. And then this was the New York post story that ran back in November after that audio came out. The, it said professor placed on leave after saying sexual attraction to kids is not always immoral. Okay. Still with me. This is a story that came out today. Um, I don't. I had to check 10 times to make sure it was real. It is real. The headline in the New York Post is this Child Abuse, Child Sex Abuse Center hires a professor. Which professor did they hire? The Child Abuse Sex Center hired. This person. I use the term minor attracted person or math uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. An academic who resigned from Virginia University after saying it wasn't necessarily immoral for adults to be sexually attracted to kids has been hired by a Johns Hopkins University Center aimed at preventing child sex abuse. Quote, I kid you not, I'm not making this up. We are excited to share that Alan Walker, PhD, will be joining the Moore Center as a postdoctoral fellow on May 25th. The Moore Center for Prevention of Child Sexual Abuse in Baltimore tweeted Thursday. 
what do you want me to what do you want me to say you want to talk about it's not just it's not just that there's evil out there it's not just that there's a sickness and evil out there there's a strain of it running through society we've talked about this before it's it's that it's at our highest levels it's that it's it's taken over all of our cultural pillars if that turbo freak is a turbo freak on the street corner living in a cardboard box it's one thing but that turbo freak was already teaching children had to resign because it turned out it's a turbo freak and instead of having to move to the mountains and living a life in disgrace because you're a kitty diddler instead you get hired by Johns Hopkins University and not only do you get hired by Johns Hopkins University you are actually working in the child sexual abuse center that's real that's the world we live in now that is that is a new level of sickness all right all right it's time for ask dr jesse questions look it's that or we can talk about grandma vodka and price gouging needs to be stopped this is a major exploitation of the consumer because this is a a, today junior (laughs) what are they talking about they're talking about passing a bill through congress that will allow the biden administration to regulate any price hikes on gas if you had to come up with the perfect plan to launch the united states of america into a great depression where 25 percent of the country is starving to death you would go down the exact list the Biden administration is currently going down. You would. They're leaving the border wide open, flooding the country with illegal immigrants, canceling oil and gas leases, dangerous drugs flooding across the border. They're trying to regulate gas prices from the government, which will inevitably lead to shortages and sky-high gas prices. They've stopped the import of baby formula when women can't get baby formula. I mean, it is, it is, it is the how-to manual for a Great Depression. This is with inflation going through the roof. This is with interest rates. What they're saying about interest rates, Jerome Powell came out yesterday and was talking about interest rates and what they're going to have to do. Man, they're going to continue jacking these things to the roof. I'm telling you, we're going into a Great Depression. All right, enough of that filth. Speaking of Great Depression, somebody, (laughs) somebody wants to know if he's a liberal because he hates kids. Is it okay to hate kids? Do you hate kids? We're going to talk about that next. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. Got- I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.